0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett.
0: Welcome, everyone. It's Behind the Curtain, a show about life and how we navigate down the not-so-yellow-brick road of it. I'm your host, Kathy Barrett, and what a fantastic show we have for you today. Greek-American filmmaker Olga Palanis is with us to talk about her incredible documentary film called Generation Red Nation, which is a haunting view of the American Indian life on the reservations. This is a story about how the American government policies have led to the disintegration of American Indian family life And they are suffering in huge, massive numbers from unemployment, alcoholism, and suicide. To learn more about Olga, my special guest, and the film Generation Red Nation, go to their website at generationrednationmovie.com. They also have a page on Facebook, so please be sure to go there. Check out the trailer you know, vote for them because this is really a phenomenal piece of work. And again, go to Facebook.com and it's the same, com. So I'm going to get right to the show today. We have a lot to talk about. So first of all, let me welcome our special guest, Olga, and thanks so much for being with us on the program today.
1: Thank you so much for um, having me.
0: Well, I want to start off just by saying that, first of all, I have a huge soft spot for documentary filmmakers because... I find you all to be such a rare breed of people. You care about the human condition, and your passion is to bring an issue to the surface, to get our attention, to awaken our sensibilities into action to create change. And it takes a huge amount of dedication on the filmmaker's part, and quite frankly, it's usually for very little, if any, monetary return. So first off, I want to say congratulations to you on making a very thought-provoking film about the plight of the American Indian. I find that your film was haunting. I took the emotional journey with you and i'm it, it still it has stayed and remained with me
1: thanks that's um first of all, it's a collaborative effort, unlike a painting um this is a work of many hearts and um it's a wonderful experience to get to that level of creative. Work And, um, yes, um, this film will leave the viewer thinking. It's not something that will give you the bells and whistles and action flick, and then when you're done, you're done with the experience. Um, when this film is done, you'll be thinking. So thank you for your comment on that.
0: No, I know, and I mean that sincerely. So let's um, let's talk about where did you grow up? And then, you know, secondly, what I want to know is, Um, What were the sequence of events in your life that led you to be passionate about the subject matter and to create this, you know, amazing film?
1: Thank you. Um, Well, I was um, a daughter of an international development engineer, and we traveled. We lived in Thailand the first formative years of my life, and in between we uh, traveled the world um, twice and I saw a lot of incredibly beautiful things, but I also saw, uh, I saw uh, third world countries, but I saw humanity in so many different levels. And um, even though I then was planted in the U.S. in pretty much middle class America, uh, I never forgot that, and I've always remembered it. Um, Then I got through school, and, and then you want to be like everybody, and I went to college. And um, and uh, in the early 80s, when I was um, getting my undergrad degree in art history, I saw MTV, and I thought it was brilliant. That's when it just rolled out, and I wanted to make movies. And um, I got an art history degree but and some training in photography, but that wasn't enough to making movies. And um, once under a, a night... Just uh, blanketed with stars, I just decided I have to create a film before I die, and mm-hmm. it's going to be about Native Americans. And I took another weird turn in my life and got an MBA.
0: <laughs> wow! And
1: um, during that time, I I still uh, followed the creative path. It was an oddball. Everybody was into mergers, acquisitions, suits. And um anyway, and um I was struck by Michael Moore's documentary, Roger and Me. Mm-hmm. And it was about the destruction of whole towns due to GM's layoffs. Um, that business model of shareholder wealth, short term profits, at the expense of people and the environment continues. Uh, while this Native American thought pattern that I pursued Um, is another end of the spectrum where socioeconomics are based on um, only taking what is needed for survival, respecting all beings, including the earth and waters, uh, harmonizing with the natural world, and making decisions for the next seven generations, not for immediate short-term profits. Um, So I was well-versed in corporate thinking, but that was, you know, um, I always was reading about Aboriginal. People and um, Carlos Castaneda's, uh writings fascinated me, and books about the Australian Aborigine, and um, it just was a yearning, and I just uh, had to have answers after reading these incredible books, and um, and going down the native path in Colorado, I met a Native American dancer, and holy man, his name was Ron Lakota Hawks, um, and when I had just met him, he was striking and always drew attention, um, very traditionally outfitted, just looked like something jumping out of an Edward Cotter's photograph. Wow. And when I first met him, yeah, it was uh, it was really awesome for someone that likes to photograph people. Uh, he said, what took you so long? And mm-hmm. I never met him before that. And I'd later find out that he saw me and knew that we were going to work on a film, uh, which is you know, something guess- really
0: I just got chills when you said that. I mean, I could feel it all over my body. That is so amazing when those situations happen in life.
1: Yes, uh special, special because um I had only read about these things and and he kind of took me under my wing. He then lived with us for about 6 months straight and um and then I, you know, became immersed in the Native American teachings and history and learning through him and then other people I met, he adopted me. And by doing so, um, I was able to be accepted in the community and, um, and really embraced. And that was, it's not, you know, they were so good to me, I must say. Uh, I almost felt like they took pity on me, like this lost white person that doesn't know the
0: their way i don't know yeah don't know. well, when you look you know when you when you state the philosophy it may it it makes total sense because we are a lost society on so many levels, and you know the 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 very essence of what they believe in 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 terms of honoring nature and people and thinking long term about you know preserving things for generations to come. I mean, it's, you know, we have lost that as a society in this country. So I I really get where they're coming from with that.
1: Yeah, and um, why, you know, some people think, uh, oh, this is Native American. They want to niche, put this film in a niche. But um, it's not just a Native film. It's a human film. Uh, Now we have to rethink everything in order to survive the injustices dumped on all of us by the political, corporate greed and childish short-term thinking, like, I mean, just uh, last year with um, the whole BP oil spill, that was just horrendous and dreadful, Um, Yokoshima uh, nuclear plant. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, we need to realize that um, it's not a system that has boundaries. Um, There's no geo economic boundaries um what is happening on the other side of the world is happening here the the smog in china so it's a more integrative realistic thinking and we need to wake up you know right now i agree yeah so it's not just a native film it's about thinking in a different way
0: I, I agree with you totally, and that's what I got out of it. And and also, like, you know, what you just mentioned, I mean, we are all connected. It, it What's happening across the world is our issue. It's our problem, and I say that so many times over and over again on many of the programs, but it's really, really true. And that's what really stayed with me after I watched the film. I felt like, okay, you know, what can I do? So we're going to get to that a little bit later on in the program, but it really – I immediately had this feeling that I had to do something. I wanted to, you know, make an effort to do what I could to shift or change this information. So we'll tell the folks later on, I want to get some information from you and and what, you know, in terms of some of the things that we can do. But before we go on, I want to let the audience hear a little clip of your magnificent film. And uh, before we get to that, just share with us, because what an you know, this was like an amazing undertaking. How long did this project take for you to film? How how many locations? What you know? What was your budget? How did you see this passion that came to you realized?
1: Okay, thanks. Go ahead and start. Say that now.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of threw a lot at you at one time. How you know? This is a very huge undertaking to make a film. How did you see this passion realized? I mean, did you, you you know, as you said, you didn't, you just decided you wanted to make a film. So what were the steps that you first took to see that dream realized? The actual making of the film.
1: Right. Um, Okay, well, um, I spent two years immersing myself in the Plains Indian spiritual ways. um, And I also really believed that We were meant to make this film, and I just started putting the word out. And um, a good friend of mine, um, Anita Joseph Conkling, lent her uh, what they call now prosumer video camera. And I just she quickly taught me how to use it, and I just went um, with it. I mean, that was I didn't have to buy it, and I just bought some tapes. And and as I was meeting people, I just that there was a moment there that was not going to be captured any other time, like life, and I had to capture it. So um, there were miracles, I mean, mm. or serendipitous moments, let's say, like forgetting the camera. Um, and my uh, doubtful analytical nature got in the way a lot of times. But anyway, um, um got adopted by the Cheyenne Arapaho Indian, Ron Hawks, and um, got accepted um, by city-dwelling Indians and reservation elders. Um, but from beginning the beginning cr- of creating the outline to the final edit, it took 13 years. Um, wow. Within that span of time, 9-11 happened, life happened. Wow. Um, but uh, during the time when I was co- um, the gathering footage we and um, doing the research, I spent long nights with Ron learning about the spirituality, the history, the cultural ways, the political history, and every weekend was devoted to um, attending a powwow, a giveaway, meeting elders, community members, um, Ted Roy and Lee Bear, Red Nation security members in Denver. They helped guide me to influential leaders, and which led to some really great um interviews that are irreplaceable. These all these uh elders and leaders, um most of most of them have crossed over as the Native Americans would say. Mm. So um this this film is, is um a message from them um to uh the Indians and um the public so they can learn, so we can become aware of the situation, so we can heal ourselves too and also the Native Americans um, without their the help of, of my friends, um, I would have had a hard time being accepted in the Indian community. Um, one introduction led to another and um they were human treasures that I met.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh and at least they're captured in the film. Um they were so loved, like Margaret Yankton in, in Manderson, South Dakota within Pine Ridge um her brother was George Chase alone both of them tried their best to make a difference in their own way they were traditional um her her home margaret's home was an open door policy anybody that needed something would uh come into their home you know there might be a kid who's left alone without a mom because the mom's out partying and is stoned on whatever uh, um chemical substance and uh, it was heartbreaking to see it um but that's...
0: The reality. Well, well, Um, let's let's play a little clip so people can, you know, be in in alignment with what we're talking about. This is a clip from Generation Red Nation. Our people are dying while other people are getting rich. This country is not a bad country. The one thing they will not address is us. So, you know, I'm just sick and tired of this country ignoring us. Welcome to America's, you know,
1: forced concentration camps for Indian people, and they're
0: still living there. To us, it looks like we're in prison, and we can't pull out and ask for help, or look for jobs. It's a struggle national statistics related to Indian children basically place our people at the bottom. Without
1: education, without families breaking apart, of kids without parents, they turn to alcohol. How about 60 to 70% alcoholism rate? You go from reservations to the city, it is such a culture shock, you don't know where to turn. Do any of you work? No. How do
0: you survive? Day by day. We, the government, have a with Indian tribes. Let's use that just anger to do something creative and good for all our relatives in this world.
1: Socialism, the political, it's hand in hand and the title of land, those three, everything. This is our homeland. We're not going to
0: be subordinated in our homeland. Very, very powerful. We were just listening to uh, the trailer for Generation Red Nation, and I'm speaking to our special guest, the director, producer, editor uh, of the film, Olga Balanos. Very powerful stuff there. And and what I want to share, maybe this will be helpful, Olga, is to just just share a little bit about what some of the issues are that are plaguing the reservations and the American Indians.
1: Okay. Um first of all, um a lot of people are unaware of the facts and that's because we're living our daily lives and we just don't know. Um for instance, in the Pine Ridge Oglala Lakota Nation, uh unemployment is at 89%. Um the per capita income which uh, the data is gathered from old sources, and it's not the most reliable. It's probably lower than this, but it's anywhere between five to 6,000 a year, mm. which is uh, pittance with uh, rising inflation and fuel costs. Um, the lifespans are the sh- among the shortest, they are the shortest in the Western Hemisphere behind Haiti. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: 60 to 80% addiction rate. I tried very hard to find um, data. Uh, but it's pretty, it, it's somewhere in there. Um, and uh, it's it's um, the situation, you know, people have said to me, well, why can't they help themselves? Well, it's a result of centuries of cultural socioeconomic genocide, and um, the policies that were inflicted upon Native Americans have only made it worse. And if you just sit and you think about a room, you're in a room. Ten people. Uh, let's say nine of them are unemployed. Anywhere like seven of them are addicts. Um, they're poor beyond what you can uh, imagine. How how is as a person sitting there? Can we survive in that? Um, I mean, if you just imagine that situation, you know, I've I've had people that just judge. Yes. And if you just sit there and you pretend you're a kid and you're playing make believe, you're in a room, and that's what you're, what you see. That's right. the only thing you see. Uh, how do you get yourself out? Well, how can we blame them? You know?
0: Yeah, it's programming. I mean, if that's what you're growing, you know, you're just going to duplicate what you know. And and part of this issue and part of this problem, which I found um, interesting on so many levels, let's just take the alcoholism as an example you know the way that people get clean and sober in this country is you know through 12 step programs normally but their their religious views don't really are not really in alignment with 12 step programs so even if you you know have the the inner strength to go and want to get sober and want to get clean there's so many complications just with that alone and then with the land ownership it's it's another difficult situation because um the 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 reservations are being held in trust by the american government which creates problems for the um for the reservations because they can't really draw in development so that they can start creating you know um an economy there that would bring people out of poverty and get better schools and supply jobs and and training and so on and so forth so it's it's kind of like this catch 22 situation and and nothing it seems to be changing and everything's getting worse. And the elders now that at least know the culture and continue to teach the culture are passing on. So that's the, that's really a, a it's a heartbreaking situation.
1: Right. I, I, um, personally, um, if people, we should turn our eyes to this because it really is a disaster um and we need to preserve these human treasures and this cultural treasure and and um perhaps we can learn. Um, I I you know, um as Clifford Caillou said and Homer and um Homer Chase lone and George Chase lone um it's it's years of corruption. Uh the BIA has gotten away with um there are people that uh, married into the reservations in the you know early 1900s just so they can you know have a piece of land and and have some of the entitlements and so then there was a form of government um based on it's like a grab and that's not what the traditional Native American sensibility uh was was prior mm-hmm. to um you know our occupation or whatever um, so, you know, then our Department of the Interior isn't really following the money trail. And I feel like, you know, there needs to be a huge audit. And and um, um, we have a new person that's uh, the Secretary of the Interior, but they really need to know that there needs to be an audit from them and then down to the VIA, because mm-hmm. the money just isn't trickling down to the individuals. And they're left to, you know, suffer with no hope, no no um economic development um poor education you know they're not given tools to uh their their education is completely subpar and, and they cannot you know come into a city and get a good job it's 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 so challenging it's something we can change but it has to be done properly this time with really uh well thought out committees um consisting of uh, elders even the next generation people that understand addiction uh counseling um auditors uh it's just cultural preservationists you know it needs to be something where we have to have like a committee and really um be holistic and not impose um, mm-hmm. you know the the our, our form of governing actually a lot of the democracy was based on Native American principles, our democracy, not not the land grab. That's not part of the Native American principle, but the democratic form of government actually was adopted and learned from them. So anyway. <laughs>
0: so where what can we do to support you um in this venture right now? For people listening that kind of want to, you know, do something or support you, what what do you recommend?
1: Okay. Well qu- quickly. Um uh, i i am in the midst of um promoting generation red nation um it's going in film festivals um go to the website generationrednationmovie.com there's resources i even have um calls to action um i believe in uh, um the calls to action that are more legislatively oriented rather than just um activism on the streets that uh is I don't know. I just kind of like to work in the system. And there's the Native American Rights Fund, NARF.org, mm-hmm. LakotaLaw.org, these great organizations that are working to work with the tribal governments and uh, our government, our federal government. And they're great people, and they're working really hard. Um, then do some reading. Um, go on my Facebook page. Uh, if you're interested, reach out to our public relations people, the email address is on the website, um and uh reach out. Um, there there are is requests for funding with those legal organizations and mm-hmm. they're um making legislative change that helps things to become better. If you want to go and uh be activists, I think I don't know more is incredible. Uh-huh. Um I, I think it's an it's awesome, but um ultimately it has to get to legislative change, and we need to empower the lawyers and get more informed um,
0: Are there any screening schedule for Washington for the congress people senators uh,
1: you know um I might send it I might send it to the Department of the interior myself mm-hmm. and just send it to that person, and um, I might just do it and have a private screening. Um, the music uh, is cleared for film festivals. We're going to be screening in June here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, if you're a film festival judge, uh, just call our PR person and have us, because um, that's the way that we're going to get the word out. Right. Uh, check out the screener. Um, like us on Facebook and um, and help us to increase awareness, and that's what this film was made for. And we cannot let the words of the elders, and especially the dear departed Russell Means who just crossed over in October, we can't give up. We have to go forward now. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's a work from everybody, and we'll all benefit. We will all benefit. So
0: and what have you learned personally and, and professionally from from making this film for yourself?
1: okay <clears throat> let's see uh well i um American Indians revere their own the vision quest, and I learned that I had to respect my vision, my vision um a lot of people had different opinions about the film, and um the ones that really mattered were the people that care about the situation and um I learned to forget my self-doubt um, because the lives of these elders—I, I, you know—I saw them die, and it's my responsibility um, to carry out my vision quest and their their desires. So um, I learned to forget my self-doubt and be a voice for them, um, regardless of all the what you what people call the haters. <laughs> and it helped me to grow stronger mm-hmm. um, My anger also drives me to do something to make things better and and it's actually not a bad thing. it's a good thing and um and it's channeled me I channeled it to reach out and to fight for them and to fight for the film and um just use all these emotions in a positive way and um and forget. Like I said, the neg- negativity that's been aimed at me, my film, personally, and uh, just fight on their behalf. And and, uh, and by doing that, I grew. And I'm trying really hard to remember the teachings of the elders as I walk my life journey, um, but it's hard because um, our society is disconnected from nature. Big business lobbies and pack groups influence the media and social thought, they guide legislation they 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 kind of you know the the media interferes anyway, so um I just try to stay true to my vision and what they taught me, and uh try to remember it I, that's what I fight for personally, and it's helped me tremendously.
0: Well, you're doing a phenomenal job And this is not an easy, you know, thing that you're attempting to, to do I mean, it's it's really bringing the situation uh, to consciousness And it's been something that has been suppressed in this country For many, 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 many years So it's really like you're climbing Mount Everest, you know, on your own here So I just want to applaud you for what you're doing And um, we do have a following with this program where can people watch the film? I know it's in it's it's going to film festivals, but you, do you also have something where they can pay and download it and and do that or not yet?
1: Not yet. However, if a distributor or someone knows a distributor, um, they should contact our PR office and just stay tuned on the Facebook and um, that will come. But again it's a, it's a legal release issue and I right now I'm releasing releasing the Grammy award with winning musicians for film festival only.
0: <laughs> right. No, I understand it's, com- yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, so
1: yeah, just just <laughs> keep on, you know, to follow us on Facebook and
0: listen this is a wonderful wonderful film and everyone please keep posted to her website and look for when it will be released, because you will want to be one of the first people to see this. It will move you to action. It is heartbreaking to watch, but we are all connected to this, and we need to take responsibility for what is happening to these people, because it's just as much our responsibility. I want to thank my special guest today, Olga Valanis, and Again, congratulate her on this amazing film, Generation Red Nation, which is the plight of the American Indian. But as she said earlier, this is really a film. It's a human film. All the issues that people are struggling with on the reservation and off the reservation are the same issues each one of us really face on a day-to-day basis. Don't forget to tune into the website, which is generationrednationmovie.com also go to them on Facebook, and I think what we'll do, Olga, is take the folks out with another little clip from the movie, and this is Dr. Tink Tinker. He's a professor of American Indian Culture and Religious Traditions at the School of Theology in Denver, Colorado, going to send us out with his powerful words. Thank you. We do not give in to the same sort of hatred. As Russell said last night, We only have feelings of pity for those who stand against us with the forces of racism and capitalism. We can't give in to that same kind of hatred even though there is a just anger that burns in the heart of every one of us here. But let's use that just anger to do something creative and good for all our relatives in this world look for Generation Red Nation at a theater near you. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. It's been great to have you along on this journey with me. I'll be back next week. I hope you'll stay tuned. Peace, everybody.